Flash Black Radio is trying to approach health and well-being from a holistic point of view. So we're not just looking at it from the perspective of what you're consuming as far as your diet. We want to make sure that your finances are healthy. We want to make sure that your relationships are healthy. We want to make sure that you are healthy psychologically, physically, spiritually. If it affects the community, we need to talk about it. Finances, let's talk about it. Social issues of the day, let's talk about it. Relationships, let's talk about it. Career paths, how we can better ourselves, how we can better positions for our family, how we can make positions for our families. Let's talk about it. Let's stop beating around the bush and let's get in. Let's get active. Let's get involved. Your diet isn't just what you consume physically. It's what you consume mentally, the conversations you participate in, what you watch on TV, what you listen to on the radio. All of this is a part of your diet and all of this has an impact on your health and your well-being. Flash Black is a new perspective for a multicolored collective. You are now listening to Flash Black. You are now listening to Flash Black Radio. Hello, beautiful people. This is Flash Black Radio. I am DaVinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. And today, at long last, long last, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have Nurse Jamie back up in the <laughs> studio. How are you, Nurse Jamie? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Thank awesome, you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, yeah. So, we said we were going to be doing regular check-ins or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a little bit of a minute, but the good thing is that you come back, of course, bearing knowledge and information to share with the people. That's always good. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been a minute since I've actually done a health uh, segment um, of any kind. I did one on, I don't know if you heard it, I did one on uh, prostate health and awareness. Awesome. Um, with a uh, nationally renowned uh, doctor. He's, he's extremely good at what he does. I know a couple people actually use his, his, his uh expertise or who have been based patients of his basically awesome um and uh of course you know the heart health and awareness with you mm-hmm. um so today uh, if i'm not mistaken we're going to be talking about uh stroke awareness and and tying it in with the heart health and tying in with heart health okay all right so i think we should just jump mm-hmm. on in okay so uh, for the studio audience, I haven't been here in a while. We had a significant death in our family, and it actually hit base to what we had talked about before. Mm-hmm. So my cousin, 34 years old, typical African-American man, was a cross-country truck driver, and he actually ended up having a stroke. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a big stroke. It was just where it was okay so because it was in his brainstem it gave him paralysis on his right side okay so during he he was a cdl so what is a cdl certified delivery it's the the people that drive the big tractor trailer Mm -hmm. license i don't know what that is okay i'm not i'm not gonna i've heard of a certified delivery license or something i don't know i'm just guessing (laughs) so they have to take physicals and so forth so as far as sleep apnea diabetes, high blood pressure, your stuff has to be in order in, in order because these things actually affect your vision, your periphery, your extremities. These mm-hmm. things actually affect long term. Mm-hmm. So now you said atypical. There is one thing that I, I mean, I mean, typical African-American male. I think there's one thing that's a little bit atypical. And you said there was a weight. Yes, there was a significant weight. He was 
Queen was about six five, four hundred pounds. Okay, so he's a but big dude. He, he was a big dude, but even as a big dude, he wasn't really sedentary. I'm, I sedentary. Got, there you I got go. You, I got you. So even though he he was that guy that just couldn't sit still. So like I said in my family, I am the smallest one. Mm-hmm. They're pretty big people. They're mm-hmm. pretty obese, short, tall, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so when William had a stroke, when we were at Hopkins, we it was they were having issues controlling his blood pressure off of the IV drips. Mm-hmm. And that's usually what happens. When people come in with stroke, most times they're what we call a hypertensive urgency where your blood pressure is like 200 over 100. So it's, you, he had been living like that for a while mm-hmm. and you'll put him on a drip, but you don't want to instantly drop him down to the 120 over 80. You want to bring him down, down safely. Slow, slow, you want to do it slowly because you got to keep in mind the brain functions off of the blood. Mm-hmm. So your, your pressure to your brain is a lot. Mm-hmm. And so bringing it down, you're going to do it slowly so that you don't send them into shock and just make a bad situation worse. Because that's essentially what's going to happen. Okay. So very quickly, just let's just put a put a pause in this very quickly. I just want to um, systolic and diastolic. That's the systolic is the top number? Yes. Diastolic, the bottom number. Yes. Um, when you're talking about a healthy blood pressure, a lot of times... Uh, there's a range that people kind of look at in terms of going over the particular range where if you go over that 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 number, then you're starting to look at you're possibly hypertensive, going to bring other issues into play. Yeah. But it's also something to keep in, in, in mind is that every human being is a little bit different. So Correct. this is a, 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 a general it's a type gen- of... It's a general thing, even though people still focus mm-hmm. on the number. So, from, so, so typical, your, your normal, which you hear a lot of time, is 120 over 80. Mm-hmm. We would love as healthcare providers for everybody to be 120 over 80. That'd be great, but we're, we're not. Mm-hmm. You start looking at prehypertension at 140 over 90. Okay. And you're, once you get, it, you could have one pressure like that. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. When it's consistent, though. You need at least two or three before you're actually diagnosed at different times. Okay. Okay. And mm-hmm. they'll, they'll usually start with like a lifestyle change or a low dose diet. Right. Diet exercise. That should be what it is. A lot of times there are doctors, I think, that it will, will go right jump, to medication. They will jump on it. And there's something else I want to talk about with that. They uh, jump on and and it depends. It depends on how they were trained. Right. So usually if you go to an old clinic, Excuse me, an old clinician, they'll say you need to exercise more, decrease your salt intake, mm-hmm. you know, pay attention to your diet, and they'll give you a couple of chances, and then then they'll put you on a low dose and work their way up. Mm-hmm. The issue with the I have with the jump on the meds is that this person has been living like this. So if you jump on the meds and you drop them down once again, they're coming to see me in the ER because now they're dizzy, their pressures are way too low, and they're, far, they're all, what we call ultimate status, which is like a foggy. They're not their typical baseline self. So I know when when my cousin first started his CDL, he had moved to Florida and he called me. And he said, Jamie, I went to the Piggly Wiggly and my pressure was 80 over 50 and I felt lightheaded. Mm. And, That's super low. Right. I couldn't focus because I was like, they still have Piggly Wigglies. That's all I could say mm-hmm. when he asked. And I'm like, 
you need to go to the hospital. I'm in Maryland. You're in Florida. I can't do anything here. Mm-hmm. So then they, they basically did what we call balance out your pressure, your mm-hmm. meds. So his pressure was fine. He passed the CDL, went again. He had had, before, then, before he came home and had the stroke, he had another CDL mm-hmm. um, physical, and he didn't pass on behalf of his blood pressure. Mm-hmm. But then he also was having sciatic pain. Mm-hmm. So he went to the ER and they were- Can you very quickly just like, like just nutshell what, what is sciatic pain? Sciatic pain is a nerve pain that starts in your gluteus maximus and it'll either go up your back or down your leg. And it's like a numbing pain, it's, hard, it's sharp and it's, it's debilitating when it comes. But it's what we call acute debilitating mm-hmm. because at- It's very centralized. It's, it's Very centralized and the pain is there for approximately seven days. Okay. And that'll be the one moment where you realize that you use that side of your body mm. that much. So it could be on your right. It could, I know when mine's happened, it's from my butt down my leg. Okay. And a lot of doctors will tell you it's due to weight. And I know it's due to mine. No, nah, that I did not know. It's due to weight. And um, So sciatica is not the same thing as a pinched nerve. Pinched nerve is based on where. Okay. Sciatica is a nerve in your butt. Okay. That the, when you see the older people, the cartoons, and they're like, oh, my sciatica. Mm-hmm. That's what they're talking what about. What cartoon are you watching? I watch a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> All right. No judgment. I got to find out what cartoon you're watching. No. All right. So he, he was having a sciatica pain, and we were talking about that. And when he had the stroke, we were at Hopkins, and we had the family meeting. And you want to you want to rewind back to when he had the stroke or whatever you want to want to start. We could talk about that. Okay. Um, he when you you know when you watch TV and they say your stroke system mm-hmm. uh, symptoms the fast mm-hmm. facial droop, um, inability to smile, mm-hmm. slurred speech, arm drift where they lift their arms and one arm goes they can't or they can't lift it or their arm drifts out. Mm-hmm. He had none of those symptoms. We okay. had full-fledged conversation. So it was never slurred speech. I understood everything he said. There was no facial droop. He had blurred vision. Mm-hmm. He complained of the pain. And then he vomited. Most people that have what we call a brain bleed have what we call projectile vomiting. It's 100% the thing you saw in Portuguese, where it literally is shooting across the room. He didn't have any of that. Okay, But once he... I kind it was in the back of my mind, but once he fell over to the right, I knew definitively stroke. It, he was having a stroke. All right. So what was going through your head actually? And like because uh, in uh, previous conversations, you were you were saying that your RN brain was going off, like alarms were going off, but you didn't want to think the worst. So right, because it's easier to do it for a lay person than it is to for a family member. Mm-hmm. And I can say that I've walked in the family member's room and I know that person isn't coming home. Even though they're talking to me, I know. Mm-hmm. I think with him, because our whole lives, he was like, he was my first cousin, but he was like my brother. I spent, my parents were separated. So we, I spent every weekend with him. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I had my brother during the week and I had him on the weekend. So he was like my brother. And that was the one thing I didn't want to think. Mm-hmm. So as he's sitting there and he's like, Jamie, it hurts. It hurts. I was like, well, William, we had this talk. Mm-hmm. It's going to be seven days. Mm-hmm. Something's not right. We had this talk. Mm-hmm. I can't make it go away faster. Mm-hmm. The sciatica pain is going to be there for 
at least seven days. Mm-hmm. My vision is blurred. You don't wear your glasses. Mm-hmm. You've been having contacts on for the longest time. I had to tell you to put your glasses on. Mm-hmm. These are the conversations that we're having while this is going on. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, is he having a stroke? Because mm-hmm. I know that, 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 that there was are... a, his issue was he was a 30, 30-something-year-old gentleman, African-American. They usually come. I see him in the ER. They come, blood pressure, sky high. They don't take their meds for fear of erectile dysfunction. Okay, so let's get into that. Let's get into that. So um, I actually have uh, an older relative Mm-hmm. who uh, is dealing with that same fear. Uh, the the lack of desire to want to take certain medications because it could potentially, not not for sure, but it could potentially affect uh, his ability to maintain or even achieve erection, right? And um, as a result, this this particular individual has lost most of the vision in their in their because they had issues with glaucoma mm-hmm. and then, then before it got this bad they were told by a specialist that look hey if you don't get ahead of this thing then this is what's going to happen mm-hmm. and he didn't do what he needed to mm-hmm. do because in his mind i need to be able to you know achieve a right do what i do because a lot of us as men tend to mm-hmm. attach so much of who we are to to being able to do that, That. right? So Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a a powerful thing. And also you're saying that he, um, I don't know if you said it in this conversation, but I know that you were saying in a previous one that uh, your your cousin um, did what some of us do, like not just black men. I just think it's a man thing. It's very much a man thing. We'll take... The necessary steps because we know we have a physical coming or something like that. It's it's kind of like before you go to the dentist. I'm gonna brush my teeth and floss right yeah, now. I'm gonna floss <laughs> and brush my teeth before I go to the dentist because I know you know they're gonna. They're not gonna know I haven't done it all year. Exactly. <laughs> Why would they? Because they're not professionals. They can't you know look at other symptoms and signs. That they can't do any of that. So uh, it's one of those things. So um, I think this is just another uh, point that I just wanted to make and just piggyback is we have to be consistent in terms of maintaining our health. Correct. Because these things can happen. And, I, and I'm not going to say I didn't have this conversation with him. I'm, I'm, oh, I know you did. I've, I've, I've seen you have conversations with random people that you don't even know like that. So, so, so I'm, 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 I'm sure not as blunt with everyone as I was with him because I looked at him like a brother. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you don't have to take your meds. You don't have to. I was like, because all these women you worried about, when you stroke out, they're going to feed you, they're going to change you, they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me like I was crazy. I said, because- Well, he's young, so he's looking like, yeah, yeah like, you know- Like they come a dime a dozen. Yeah. So we had this conversation numerous times, but people don't really realize what actually happens with that. Erectile dysfunction, it is embarrassing for a man to come to- a doctor, be it male or female, and say, for lack of better terms, my junk don't work, it's not working, whatever. That is one thing. We have something for that. We have things for that. There are things to fix that. Mm -hmm. And you will still be here. You will still have your function. Where William was having an issue was that when he stopped taking his meds, 
he actually caused kidney issues. Mm. And that's the other end of it. Like when you right. when you let one thing go, it can then have an impact because the body is a whole. Mm. It's a whole problem. Everything's interconnected with the human body. Right. So if you let one thing go, it can impact so many other things, which is so right. yeah. Because people don't realize. Yes, your blood pressure is associated with your heart, but your blood pressure tends supplies to organs. Your blood supplies, yeah. Thing. So in turn, if your heart is working that hard for that pressure, you have basically, you have, it's called cardiac hypertrophy. Basically, your heart looks like one of that uber swole dudes that you see on the weightlifting videos. You've made your heart this big, massive muscle. So it's this big, massive muscle, but it's not putting out as much. So your ejection fraction, what that is actually the amount of blood your heart pumps out. Mm-hmm. Normal is 70. His was 25. By the time he- 25 beats per minute, is that what you're saying? 20, 70%. So that's 70% of the blood in your heart. Your heart does not totally empty blood with each beat. Mm-hmm. It empties about 70%. Okay. So when he had the stroke, his heart was emptying out 25%. So not nearly enough to not, supply. Correct. Gotcha. By the time he passed, his heart was letting out 15%. So basically when he got Not enough sick, to supply him. Not enough to supply him, but then when he got sick towards the end, his heart couldn't handle. Normally your your body just starts to fight back whatever's going on. His heart couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. So at 15%. Gave out. It, it, it totally gave out. He really went into organ, multi-system organ, organ failure and died at 34. Mm. So you have, like you said, the pressure, your blood pressure does affect your eye pressure, which will cause the glaucoma, which if you don't treat it and don't treat it appropriately, you will lose your vision. Mm-hmm. Then it can affect how, how, how you, your, your mental acuity because your brain needs Please blood to, to supply Correct. it. And, you know. and then like with William, you had a decreased kidney function. And kidneys, what, they, they, they do the cleaning, right? They do the cleaning. And if they totally go, you end up on dialysis. And dialysis is... It is... It can be temporary in some cases, but for most part, it's permanent. It's permanent until you get new kidneys. Mm-hmm. Um, it can, I've seen patients that don't take their blood pressure medicine that send them into what we call congestive heart failure, which basically means your heart isn't doing what it needs to do, and your body is filling up with fluid in your lungs, and it's going into what we call third space, your extremities. It it's it does more damage not to take. Than mm-hmm. to take it because the little things that you're worried about, yes, yes, side effects and stuff, right? It the little things you're worried about, yes, they are embarrassing to you, mm-hmm. but in the long run, we can fix. But once you start talking about kidney failure and loss of vision and decreased These are heart, larger issues, we can't fix that. We right. can try, we can make the process slower, we cannot undo eye damage like that. Yeah. You can't undo eye damage. You, we can put you on a machine, make mm-hmm. kind of clean your blood for you, mm-hmm. but that's three times a week, mm-hmm. and that's hour. Mm-hmm. That's even more debilitating than, for lack of a better term, your winky don't work. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. All right. So, what are some of the ways that we can kind of get the word out, other than what we're doing right now? Because this is a very frank conversation, and I I want to say I appreciate you sitting here. I know this is not easy topic to discuss much less share like in this forum so i appreciate that it's no problem you know in all honesty 
when we were having the conversations, I wanted to talk about it, mm-hmm. and I wanted to put it. I wanted to put it out for the community, mm-hmm. but I wasn't there mentally to have the conversation and not uncontrollably sob. Mm-hmm. Because as a nurse, I felt bad that I didn't really jump on it, mm-hmm. and I, I was actually blaming myself the mm-hmm. longest time, and it was just hard. But I feel like his story impacts more people than we realize. Mm -hmm. The world is small, but it also is big at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we don't actually tell each other a lot of our- Lessons learned. Right. Right. And I feel that this is a lesson that needs to be learned. I know heart disease is very important to me. Mm -hmm. It's important to me, not it is important to me, equally as important as he was, but I know these things actually happen. And it was heartbreaking. And so the best thing that I could tell people is nothing wrong if you go to the giant to down check your blood pressure. I know I took a job at Kaiser. You could just walk in at any given time. Can you check my blood pressure? You're not charged for it. It's a nurse visit. We check your blood pressure. It's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's, CVS too has a little blood pressure stations. So you right. go sit there, probably one at Walgreens too. I believe there is. Yeah. Most places have it just to check your blood pressure and it seems like it's something silly just to monitor monitor you you're just like people monitor what they eat when they want to lose weight this is equally as important because if let's say that like i want to lose weight but i don't have i have the opposite effect i'm hypotensive most of the time Mm -hmm. and what is hypotensive low blood pressure gotcha but low pressure low blood pressure is not necessarily a bad thing as long as it doesn't get too low though right so low blood pressure is not necessarily a Bad thing if you're athletic. Okay. I'm not. Okay. So because I have such a significant heart history in my family, I'm mm-hmm. monitored crazy for it. It irritates me. I appreciate it, especially mm-hmm. since he has passed. But I'm not like 80s over 50s. And not a lot of athletes are like that because their hearts are they're used mm-hmm. to working out. Yeah. I'm like 90s. So it's like they were monitoring me initially when my grandfather had the heart transplant because it was like, oh, you have this significant history. And I've been monitored since I was a teenager. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm used to it. I appreciate it more now, but it does have its ramifications where, like most people can like jump up. I'm orthostatic. If I jump up, I'm hitting the ground. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is I live by myself. So if I hit the ground. Yeah, I sit there until you get right or... Or I wake up, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody's like, we haven't heard from Jamie. So it has its downplay. It has its downside. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm not, I have my own set of health issues as well, but nowhere near like what my family mm-hmm. has. Um, I truly believe the constant blood pressure check, the diet modification, get up and move. So like when my mom... Mm-hmm. At her, she has the Fitbit where it tells her, I'm sorry, she doesn't have the Fitbit, I have the Fitbit. She has the Apple Watch, just like get up and move. Mm-hmm. Even with her being retired, she gets up and she moves. Mm-hmm. I have the same thing on my wrist right now. It, it tells me like, you know, if I don't move enough in a, in a particular hour, it tells you you have so many steps left before the end of the hour, get on it. So people at my job look at me like, what are you, like, I'm, I'm just, my, my Fitbit told me I need to walk. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, everything good. Nah, I'm, yeah, I yeah. don't want to be sedentary because that's what happens, and that's and that's and that's real. Because even when you are working, that's probably even more of an issue. 
uh, when you are working, a lot of us, not all, but a lot of us have jobs where we sit down for the vast majority of the day, whether you're tra- you're trucking across country or you're sitting at a desk, you know, you know, no, clicking away at the t- keyboard, which is, you know, something that I do. I'm, I'm in the office setting. I'm, I'm at a computer uh, for the vast majority of my day doing all types of things on a computer, right? So um, if we're not careful, we can literally sit down for a third of the day, because typically we work about eight hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, then the human body's supposed to get eight hours of sleep, right? So that's another third. So now you have eight hours left, and you're going to spend some of that in traffic probably if you're driving. So then, you know, in this area, you're going to spend an hour, hour to, going each way. I'll give it an hour. Yeah, an hour each way. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. About two yeah. hours. <laughs> so now, so now you're looking at about six hours out of the day where you can be active in some form or fashion, and a lot of us are not hitting that mark. So it is important mm-hmm. to you know have something to prompt you if you're not able to prompt yourself mm-hmm. consistently. Mm-hmm. So um, I I've prided myself for the vast majority of my life um, that I've been somewhat you know athletic. Um, and and mo- motivated to be athletic and to be in shape. Um, I'm in the process of like getting my gym uh, here <laughs> in, a, in a in a position where I can like you know just work out here on a consistent basis. Um, so got rid of some old stuff, whatever. I'm gonna bring some new stuff in. That's gonna be a process. But um, but they're saying like even even the things that I free because like my hospital is a stroke center. Of course, they're very big on your certifications and so forth is 30 minutes a day of continuous rigorous activity. Mm-hmm. And so how do you, how do you go about that? Are you, are you, I'm not even going to tell you I hit the mark mm-hmm. because I like, let's say this last month, I worked three weeks consistently with one day off. Mm-hmm. So I don't realize how heavy I work until mm-hmm. I sync my Fitbit with my phone. Mm-hmm. I know one day it was like, 18,000 steps. I was like, we had like five patients. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it. I'm ripping and running to codes and responding to things. And even though I did 18,000 steps, it said I was active for 15 minutes consistently. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, I worked 12 hours. So for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. I was active for 15 minutes and 12 hours in 18,000 steps. Yeah, because if you stop for a second or whatever, like if you, you walk to a station and you do something in that station, you're there for a couple of minutes, that mm-hmm. breaks up the, the continuity of that, of that exercise. But you so, would figure with me being in the ER trauma center that it would have been like, I was, I was like, oh, and then once it finished thinking, I was like, really? I feel yeah. like I did eight hours of just at the gym, like I'm mentally, physically exhausted, but no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. Well, the thing, my my new job actually promotes a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So they actually, it's a gym at the end of our unit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? I've been here six months. It's really lazy that you didn't just walk to the end of the unit and go to the gym. It's free. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm, 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 I'm going to uh, check in every now and then with you because we got to keep you around. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being serious. And you know, you know, you know, I'm serious. Yeah. So I I, I'll, I'll check in. Um, every now and then, because I, I want you to be healthy. And um, when we have things at our disposal, <laughs> we need to take advantage of them. Right, you know. Right. So uh, there was a place that I worked uh, prior to where I'm working now, uh, where 
they have government employees and then they have contractors. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the government employees, they had this program that they uh, initiated where government employees can work three days out of the week where they take one hour for physical fitness. So if there's a gym on location, That's you awesome. take one hour of physical fitness, it will not count against your yeah. your hourly workout for the uh, you know hourly mm-hmm. your hourly output basically. Which That's are, not bad. Yeah, yeah, and allow you to do that three times a week. You know, so if you're going to the gym three times out of the work week, that's a good thing. And you like you really hit the gym on on Saturday, whatever. Oh, you're you're pretty much in a good situation, depending upon your your level of health and wellness, right? Right. Um, but for the contractors, no, you don't get that. Really? Yeah. Which is like 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 so like we can't be healthy too. Like like really like you know <laughs> like what like wow like that's how you feel about it. But right. it's, yeah, so it's just like it's. It, they're, they're, they're one of the many ways it pays to be like, you know, federal as opposed to be a contractor. Well, what, what my ER is doing, we're playing kickball. And they were. Kickball is fun as hell, ain't it? Because you got. We the haven't one even that, started yet. But you got, the, you got the one with the large kickball, though, right? I don't know. Okay, so. Okay, we're so this, at, is, this We're going to be at the lodge. And we actually signed up because we thought it was going to be a red cup kickball. We mm-hmm. didn't know they were going to be really serious. Like, no, kickballs, I, I've seen it. So. Uh, Years ago, I, I was I was dating this young lady who was on the kickball team. So she's like, yeah, I play kickball. I'm like, I last time I played kickball was in elementary school. Correct. The little red ball, whatever, you can kick it, whatever. This ball is huge. So when you kick it, it don't necessarily go that far, even if you kick the hell out of it. You know? Really? So yeah, 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 yeah. It, like, dude, it's it, it was fun watching it. Like, like, it's like there's a point that I was like, I'd like to get out there and play. It was way too hot for me. I'll do well I'm, in extreme I'm, heat. I'm really excited. But they're really serious. I was like, Oh no, it is it's it's I was funny. Like, it's a bar mm-hmm. like five feet away. We're supposed to be red cup kickball. It was like no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's it's, like, it's real. And, and this this joint was a league. So, yeah, I'm in a league. Yeah, so yeah. I'm this like, I'm gonna have league. to do something. It was so that like they every don't Saturday they come out there, people had on shirts, like they would say what team they were on, they yep. had the nicknames on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um a couple people uh might have like blown out like a like a Achilles or like a you know yes, blown so. out a knee, be like, like running bases, whatever. It's, it, it got serious, man, because you also be older. <laughs> so, right. And we're more competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets it gets bad, man. So that's, that's like, the reason why I don't play basketball like that anymore. I probably do more harm than good because I'm not in shape right now i was like i'm gonna have to because like we get 20 percent off at gold gym for our employee discount mm-hmm. i was like i'm at least have to walk before i get on that kickball field and i literally go over an ems to take me to my job yeah but i'm i really really feel this is my personal non-nursing opinion okay heart disease affects more black women than anyone else and it affects more black people than anyone else and i feel as a culture if you know the whole each one teach one if we actually like you said you you're going to check on me to make sure that i'm okay i get that a lot because i like you don't get breasts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. if we all did that to each other and it would i think we would do better Mm mm-hmm like, I call my mom every day. Did you take your meds? How are you feeling today? What, what's going on? Is this hurting you? What's going on? And I do this. It takes me about 45 minutes to get to work. So I hit her, my father, and my grandmother mm-hmm. every day before I go to work. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if I'm working night shift or day shift. I'm doing that follow-up. Okay. And because I'm doing that, I know 
this is my ailment and that's my ailment. What are you eating? What have you been doing? How many mm-hmm. cups of coffee have you been drinking water? And at first, my mother was like, you know, you moved out. I'm grown. You don't need to call me. But it, with that now, I'm noticing she's more appreciative. And she's like, you come with me to the doctor so we could talk about this. And what did you want me to talk to the doctor about this mm-hmm. time? And she's actually doing a lot better. She sees the investment. Correct. Right. So I, I think um, the, the value in, in that, uh, that, uh, that story um, is simply that knowing that other people are invested in your health and it's not just you in it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I've realized, especially with what happened with my mom and what happened with my cousin, that having that person that has some type of medical background in your corner, be it a friend or whatever, is a blessing. Our friend, mm-hmm. real good friend of ours, he tells me all the time, your job is to make sure that we have adequate health care. That's why when, if any of you ever call, have a question, you text me, you call, I'm going to answer you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, it was like I knew, but it didn't sink in until it actually happened close to home. Because then with, with my cousin, it was like, what are we doing for PT? I know he's big. What are we doing? Because he can't sit there. He's gonna, his muscles are going to waste away. He's going to have muscle atrophy. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Okay, so what's the next plan? What's the next plan? And then even if, like, say if you had called and I would be like, these are the questions you need to ask that will generate the answers that you need so you can make a plan moving forward. Mm-hmm. It actually helps in sitting there and you're, I'm watching what's going on with my family and I'm like, what in the world are is going on with people that don't have this person and they're like somebody that has some knowledge of healthcare in their in their corner. Because you can Google all day and Google will send you 50 million different ways. Yeah. But if you you don't have that person that knows mm-hmm. what happens. Right. So and and that's one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing right now. We're trying to help uh mitigate that. There's no way that we're gonna be able to like, you know, single handedly, you know. Do everything we do can. Do everything we can. We're not we're not designed for that. We don't have infrastructure. You know, as everybody don't listen to us. They should, but you know, that's another thing altogether. But all that to say, um, we're trying to do our part. So I, I thank you for coming out and sharing like this information. So uh we need to be more mindful of the fast awareness. So like I, I That's all available is on the American Stroke Association mm-hmm. and American Heart Association. They do have it where it's in lay terms for people, where it's not big words like words I use where you have to stop me and say, hey, Jamie, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. They have simple PDFs that are that let you know what you should do, what you shouldn't do and stuff. Right. And it's free. It's free to, you can click. You don't have to sign up for anything and it's there. Right. So that information, like if you have medication that is prescribed by your doctor, um, uh, follow the the direction of your doctor. I would say, from a personal perspective, and this will be another podcast altogether. There, there is a flip side to that, and that that is a side to like, what can you do before you get to medication? But if you're going to ask that question, you have to be willing to do it, right? So sometimes there are doctors, as we were just saying, where you're looking at the first things they want to do is they want to throw a medication your way. Correct. But like you know, there should be other ways to handle a lot of things because your body is a unique organism and like the, what you put into it in terms of fuel is, uh, what you in, is what you get out. So if you're not eating properly, if, and sometimes it might need a little boost. Like for me, like uh, I got sick a couple years ago. So um, 
something that helped me tremendously was not medication. Actually, the medication that was supposed to help me made me incredibly sick to the point I thought I might check out. And again, this would be another uh, conversation. But but um, like something that helped me was probiotics, you know, that helped me like get my system together. And mm-hmm. then I, I don't even take them like that really anymore. So I probably should, you know, every, every now, now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But all that to say that there are a lot of different ways to approach health, but the, the, the best way to approach health is to be ever vigilant and to, you know, continue to take care of yourself and, and don't get tripped up on small things like, you know, erectile dysfunction, erectile dysfunction or something of that ilk. We want you to be here. We want your, your family to have you here. You know, we want your family to be here. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, please just take care of yourselves. Um, but that being said, I want to thank Nurse Jamie for coming out. No problem. Thank we appreciate you, you Nurse thank Jamie. You. If there was applause, I can give you like like can applause. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would do that. But uh, thank you so much for coming out. And we got to have you in sooner. The last time you were here was probably like September or so. Well, Can't actually, let so much time pass by. Foursquare said it was in August. August. Well, there we go. Okay, so... With that being said, we're going to have Nurse Jamie out here sooner rather than later, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, I thank you so much for listening. I am Da Vinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III, and I thank you so much for listening again, as I said before. Uh, this is www.flashblackradio.com. You can check us out at the website. You can also check us out in the Facebook group, Flash Black. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. And please follow us at Flashback Radio and at Flashback News. Flashback News is going to give you current events. Flashback Radio is all the stuff pertaining to what we're, we're hosting, scheduling, all that good stuff. So please follow both. There's a lot of great information there. Uh, until next time again, stay blessed. Stay woke. Peace.